This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit shoptalkpodcaststudio.com. Hello, hello, hello. It is me again for episode number three, Trey. Praise God. This is Pastor Mark Holloway. And of course, I am excited and on fire about this podcast. And I just want to welcome everyone to Ignite My Faith with Pastor Mark Holloway. I am your host. And of course, I'm excited about everything that God is doing right now in this moment in my life, in ministry. And it is my goal today, tonight, this morning, after afternoon, whenever you catch this podcast, maybe you're driving to work. I'm just hoping something is said in this session that is going to set somebody on fire. Somebody going to be like, oh man, I'm about to buy an investment property. I'm about to get my business started. I'm about to start manufacturing popsicles. I don't know, but I want somebody to be excited about God. Listen, there is so much going on right now. Uh, Tragedy at concerts. I mean, just all kind of madness. And this is going to be a breath of fresh air. I don't know about you. I hope I'm not by myself, but I don't care about COVID. I don't care about the pandemic, everything that's going on. I still got faith. I still believe and I'm going to live my best life right now. Why am I excited about this? Why am I excited? I'm excited because God is good. And not only is God good, but he is good to me. So my excitement, I'm just on fire. I feel like David, I'm just going to encourage myself. You know, I'm a preacher, but I ain't got no audience, but I'll just preach to myself. But guess what? Super duper excited with a cherry on top because I got some company. That's how my mama would say it. I got some company in the studio uh, and I'm going to introduce them shortly. And I'm sure he's got something up his sleeve that he hasn't shared with me yet. But I need to do a few shout outs. As you know, I am Pastor Mark Holloway. I happen to pastor one of the best churches, the best church on this side of heaven. And that is the great Peace and Goodwill Baptist Church located in Detroit, Michigan, Harper Woods proper. And I just want to shout out to all of my uh, church members. There's really my family and that I just love and I serve and so honored to do so. I also uh, want to shout out all of the young people in my church. If you didn't catch broadcast number two, I did that with uh, some of the members of our surge ministry. I think y'all call them uh, millennials. We call them surge at our church. And I just wanted to shout out to them and thank them for all their support and encouraging me to do things like this. Also our producer, peace and goodwill's own brother, Damon Bradley. Uh, This is his brainchild. And we was like, we just go, go, with it. If you've been so moved today and you want to financially support this ministry, you can do so do so on Cash App. That's the dollar sign Pastor Mark Holloway. And now for a drum roll, I'm about to introduce my guest. Now, 
This is a household name in Detroit. That's not true. This preacher, man, all over That's the country. I mean, everybody know him. Uh, you know, they know him as a preacher. They know him as the pastor of new life. I mean, this man, this boy is so extraordinary. There's just simply no limit to him. I can get him to preach. I can get him to do a podcast. I just can't get him to sing. I don't know what. I don't know what. And he, he, he is a singer, part none, but we just can't get him to sing. I don't oh. know. Well, I'm talking about none other than Detroit's own, the world-renowned, known all over the country, and this is Pastor Welton Smith, the fourth. I'm the fourth. Yeah. Oh, my. Say something to the people, Pastor. Man, what's happening? Everybody, all the people out there. I There's no point in me singing after Pastor Holloway. <laughs> so, it's, you know, it's no point, man. I'm honored to be here with you, man. I'm super excited. Uh, when we were planning this uh, podcast, yeah. I made a list, a very short list of uh, the people that I wanted to appear, and you were definitely one. Wow. And I believe that, you know, God just has something in you. Whenever we talk, you always leave me with at least one nugget that wow. causes me to stretch my faith. And that's why we're here today, because I don't know. I just feel like we need a different kind of faith in this pandemic. Mm. I know my life is different. Uh, ministry is different. Everything is just different. Yeah. But God is still God. The same. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and even in my profession, we're just constantly called to pull people higher. And just because things are different don't mean we're going to pull back from that because I ain't pulling back. That's right. That's right. Um, I think this this is a time that's unlike any other time uh, that we've ever seen before in our lives. And actually, man, before I before I say any of that, man, thank you for letting me come. Oh, you and got sit it. in on the podcast, man. You're 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 one of our city's greatest leaders, and uh, peace and goodwill is a beacon of hope uh, that that shines bright for the world to see. So you could have called anybody. So don't y'all fall for all of that. You know, I couldn't get no. Now he could have called anybody to be a part of this. <laughs> and uh, I'm glad to be here. But, uh, you know, I, I think I think this season requires faith for the future. You know, that's really what's been on my heart here lately, that uh, so many people are 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 frustrated in their Ooh. faith. Because we're in a moment that we've never seen before. But the, the same God that kept you in the last thing, he's he's also able to keep you in the next thing. So, I, so I'm excited to talk about that tonight and, and all of that good stuff. Man, th this is the thing. And I know sometimes uh, church people and pastors and preachers, we can beat up on the folk. But, you know, I really understand where people are. Yeah. I know what it's like to be frustrated. Yeah. I know what it's like to be disappointed. Yeah. You know, we have suffered great loss. Yeah. And just walking away saying it is what it is, yeah. I don't think it's good enough anymore. Yeah. Uh, um, we, we we reached a moment, man, where everybody's going through something. Yeah. You know, yeah. and uh, I think I think this is a season where you got to be fair. Uh, you got to be considerate because we're all in a pandemic Death is happening a little closer than any of us ever expected. We're seeing people die that we just knew uh, would be here forever. And uh, but there's a different kind of death in the land. As a matter of Jesus. fact, Hebrews 11. I love I love the way Hebrews 11 talks and speaks to death because because there's a different type of death happening. And Hebrews 11 talks about people who lived in faith. Mm. Mm -hmm. But they died in faith. They died. 
And, and, and the challenge is a lot of us have have the faith to live, mm. but we don't know how to face that moment when it comes time to die. Hebrews 11 talks about all of those that that lived in the faith. Noah, you know, uh, talked about Abraham, all of those. But I love the way it, it ends. It says that those that died in the faith, there was a moment where the earth no longer deserved them. As a matter of mm. fact, it says mm. the earth was no longer worthy of them. There's a shift happening right now. Lord Jesus. Right? There's a shift happening where God's not just taking men. He's taking methods. He's he's literally literally taking methods and and he's shifting fathers right. Uh, <laughs> there are people that are dying. We just knew would live forever. Yeah. Uh, and, and we keep asking the question, well, who's next? You know. Uh, I think we're we're in a moment where we're watching one shift, God shifting them to another place, and God's putting a demand on individuals just like you because <laughs> it is it is now it's almost like. Uh, it's time to pass the baton, but the next shift ain't ready. <laughs> Lord like have mercy. But the truth is they are ready, but they just feel like they're not ready. When the truth is, uh, I mean, just today we've seen so many uh, just going home to be with the Lord. But but the same God, the same that, God. that, that was God in life is the same God that's still God. Man. So with that word shift. Uh, and just being around, I'm not that old, but just being around as long as I have, uh, I've seen a lot mm-hmm. and we can feel the shift. Yeah. You know, I was talking to uh, Pastor Gerard Brooks and we were talking about when we were kids and how we perceived our leaders and pastors and whatnot. And I was like, we are them. Yeah. Like, and I can feel that. I feel the weight of the mantle. I feel the shift. I feel. And um, whereas things were surprise, a surprise to me, none of it was a surprise to God. Yeah. And I was talking to Pastor Robert Bolden. I hope he's catching this because he's going to be the guest next week. But that's a whole nother invitation. (laughs) But I was talking to Pastor Robert Bolden. I don't believe that it was happenstance that the Lord had us at the helm of the ship in this time. I think he has in place who he wanted in place in this moment in time. What do, how do you perceive that? And how do you receive the fact that you are Mm. a leader in this moment, 2020, 2021? What has that weight been like for you? Uh, the weight of leadership, um, it, it feels a lot different because I believe what we're leading is different than what we're used to leading. Yes. I think uh, we're living in a moment in time where where God has given us a window where it seems like we've been pastoring without the pressure. Mm. The challenge is for so long we've been conditioned to pastor the pressure. <laughs> you t- you tell the truth that now since is I, I believe that God has stripped the church back to what he called it to be more than what we've designed it to be. Um, I, I believe we're in a moment like I think it's Matthew 21 when Jesus went to the to the temple and saw what they turned it into. And the Bible says he sat there and looked around this packed church. Everybody was packed and shouting. And then he said, man, take me home. This ain't no church. This ain't no church. And, 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 and they said, man, what you mean? This, this, this is church. He said, this ain't no church because nobody here is praying. 
In he said, you've taken my house and made it, which is supposed to be a house of, a prayer, house of prayer. And you've made it into a den of thieves. And the Bible says he walks up to the tables of the money changers. I always say the only difference between those tables and these tables is that now these tables have our product on them. Uh, mm. It has mm. our T-shirts mm. on them. And so let's be honest. So many people's commitment to your church had nothing to do with kingdom. It, it became a temple of money changer. And I believe that what God's done is he's put motives out of the building. And now he's stripped us back to where we're supposed to be. Now your pastor can't do nothing other than what he's supposed to do. Preach. Now you telling the truth. So this <laughs> is my thing. Um, what happened with me, you know, our job description just changed. We yeah. pastor church like by you're trying to serve the people, but you know, we got budgets. We're yeah. looking at attendance. Yeah. You're looking at all kind of numbers, not just uh, money, yeah. but you're looking at all kind of numbers. And I'm telling you, if you were pastoring prior to the pandemic and pastoring was more performing, yeah. We were stripped of the performance yeah, the lights, and we had yeah. to pastor yeah. for real yeah. and a lot didn't make it. Yeah. And I'm not just talking about death. Sure. sure. I mean, went out of business yeah. because the performance was now over yeah. and now you had to really pastor. Sure. Sure. Um, I, I think to a great degree, we mastered our performance and there are a lot of guilty. People, yeah. You know, there are a lot of people that before COVID, I'm sorry. There are a lot of people that before COVID you had you had charisma. Mm. Well, now charisma isn't enough. You need content, and 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 it puts a demand on 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 what we're presenting because now uh, the the this, the the defining factor for every ministry in this hour is mm. not the praise team. My Lord. It's not the security ministry. For the first time, it's not the musician ministry. Not God. the musician. As a matter of fact, I continue to, oh, this might be, you know, what if COVID changed your essential workers? See, what's your name, brother? Damon. Hey, Damon, watch this. I, I don't, my, my producer, my cameraman is now more essential <clears throat> than my organist. Yeah. Because now in COVID, you're essential. Okay, the Jesus said in John 17, give your disciples wisdom to be in this world, but not of it. This world, whether you like it or not, is digital. It's digital, period. In every context. It's not, it's not dis digital in this lane. It's digital everywhere. It's, the world is no longer physical. See, a lot of people in church mess up because they think progress is picking on them. It's not. It's not wow. a church problem, and it's not a church <laughs> shift. The world shifted. Right. So 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 we got to be clear that that the world is online. All right. So so Bishop Van uh, said something to me a long time ago that blew my mind. He said change is so uh, uh, inevitable that if you don't take it by the hand, it will take you by the throat. My Lord, because change ain't going to stop changing because you don't like it. <laughs> right. <laughs> wow. The world is digital. Every context of their life, their lives is online. It's okay. Many of us are trying to lead in this world, but we're making decisions for that one. And, and the truth is we're in a world now they're paying bills online. Mm -hmm. they're, they're buying groceries online. They're they're They've now we're able to buy cars online. The, the world has shifted to digital. And so now we're in a space where the defining factor of the ministry 
It's no longer the bells and whistles. We are back down. He stripped us back down to the word of the Lord. That man, and I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. I like the new church. Yeah, yeah. and I'm not talking about my new facility. Yeah, praise God. You got one. We we got. I one. mean, no, no, no. You got a. If you gonna get a facility, it should look like that. And I got news for you. By the time this airs, there's a 95 percent chance that it'll be paid off. But that's a whole ah, nother. Come on. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. By yeah. the time this, I airs. said I wasn't gonna speak come in on, tongues come on, come on, on this podcast, yeah, no. but we about to pay it off. But that's a whole whole nother story. I can't lie. I like the new church. Yeah. Because what it did uh, in a church, I pastor uh, what once was more like a traditional church. Yeah. And what the pandemic did is it flipped the tables to a point where I could really pastor. Yeah. Because with all the experts around, there was only one expert when all hell broke loose. Sure, sure. And it put things in order. And because things were put in order, God started moving in our church in a different way. Yeah. Now, and I can't lie again, I love the new church. I love the space that we're in. Uh, there was a time where my job was to see how many people I can get in there. But now I'm like, wait a minute, it's too yeah. many people showing up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. But one thing does concern me. And maybe I need to hear from God on this, and I want your input. It does not seem like today's church is for seniors. Hmm. And I don't believe that God has called us to this moment, this space, and this time to leave out anybody. Hmm. So I pastor a multi-generational church but post pandemic, yeah, you probably got two generations sitting in the church. Yeah. yeah. So what? Where? Where? Do, what do we do as leaders as it pertains to including everybody? Yeah, you know, um, uh, that's a that's a powerful question. One one thing I one thing that I kind of believe about fishing is that if you try to catch everything, you ain't gonna catch nothing. Uh, Bishop Marvin Wyden says something powerful. He always says, "There's a preacher for every creature." And Corinthians says that all of us have many different administrations, but they're the same spirit, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think sometimes we got to remember God ain't going to leave them out. Okay. <laughs> there, there's somebody that God's anointed with a strategy for seniors, right? And, and I is that you, Reverend? Uh, I just want to know, is that you? Is that me? Uh, no, yes, that was on your you. heart. I didn't oh. say that was on my heart. That was on, <laughs> you know, that was on your heart. So, so, so the, the, the truth of the matter is, um, that this shift, I think that a lot of times we underestimate the adaptability of our senior citizens. Um, I was, okay, I was sitting, we, we often, and I think that's what we often do. We often assume that because she, your grandmama, she's slow. And let me tell you something. I was sitting in a movie theater on Tuesday watching King Richard, uh, uh, the movie coming out with Will Smith. And, and I was at the premiere on Tuesday and glanced down at my phone and I looked at my phone and my grandmother, who is 89 years young, my wow. grandmother. OK, uh, matter of fact, everybody that's watching or listening, just throw it in the comments. They smarter than we think. Because okay? <laughs> guess what? Again, church is not the only lane that shifted. This is true. This okay? is true. We have to stop thinking that it's only church 
that's digital. No, the world is digital. So your grandmama has learned how to pay her bills online. I was sitting in the movie theater and my grandmother, who is 89 years young, God has been good to my grandma, man. She still drives herself to church every Sunday. What, she, what street does she be coming down? That's, that's, I'm just no, no, curious. No, no, I bet she drive better than you. I can, I can guarantee you that. No, watch this. But my grandmother, 89 years young, I'm sitting in the movie theater and, and I'm looking at Facebook. My grandmama on Facebook. Wow, that's amazing. With a hundred comments. I don't get that much behind me. <laughs> so I think a lot of times, um, let them live. It'll it'll keep them alive. That's good. Don't that's cater good. to their age, right? I think it's it's amazing. And I okay, no soul left behind. Every need your church has, I think as the leader, it's your responsibility to train them into the future. Wow. Now that's good. So to all that space you got, right? You got enough space and enough time to call all your senior citizens together in a vaccinated room or however you need to approach that. Yes. To then teach them a workshop on living digitally. That's good. I like that. So you said we shouldn't cater. Do we feel like, do you feel pressure to cater to the current generation? No. So it's not the generation that we're conforming to. It's the time. It's the time. The, the sons agree. of Issachar were not, they didn't discern the, the generation. They discerned the times. You see, um, I, I, as, I, as I'm making decisions in this hour, I'm not looking at nothing from the world to help me make no decision at all. Gotcha. My job as a prophet of God is to discern the signs of the time. I don't care what they're doing at the movie theater. You ain't gonna see me get up in my church talking about well, they going to the they going to the game. We should be coming to church. Well, we used to say we don't do what the world does. Wow. Now we're getting that. up saying, well, the world doing it, we ought to be doing it. No, no, no. I discern the signs of the time. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and matter of fact, there's something uh uh connected to the time God allows us to live in. I think if we're alive, we have the ability to live. So so, so with your senior citizens, I think you should teach them online giving, teach them how to manage and monitor social media, internet, you know what I mean? Uh, prepare them for scams and things that try to, we've got to equip, okay, Ephesians 4, it has not changed for the equipment of the saints. We got yes, to equip sir. them and for the work of the ministry, we've got to do that. And so I think, I think you'll be surprised. I, I tell you this, this nothing happened. My grandmama, she's 89, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. She's 89. My grandmother has two kids. My daddy, okay, in Las Vegas, mm -hmm. and my aunt in San Diego. Well, about two years ago, my grandmother called me and said I was around the holidays. First of all, I must jump in. She is the prettiest 89-year-old I ever seen huh? in my life. No, man, I'm telling you. <laughs> righteousness preserve you, right? Listen. No, seriously. Gorgeous. But, but, but no, so 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 my grandma, it was around Christmas time, and she called me and she said, she said, baby, this year I don't want to, I don't want to get tight around holiday. She called me, she said, you don't mind uh for, for Christmas this year. She said, You just you just pay my note this month. <laughs> And I, you know, it's my grandma. So you love know, it. What you gonna say? Yeah, grandma, I got you. No, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pay, I'm a pay your your note. Da, da, da. And so then I, I talked to her about, you know, I'm a pay her a, a note for that month at where she stays. And um, just so happened, a few days in, I was talking to my dad, and I was talking to him. He said, "Man, what you doing?" I said, "Man, I'm about to run down here to grandma's. You know, I gotta go and and pay for this for." Her. And he said, "He said, what you paying for?" 
I said, I said, well, she asked me to pay her rent this month just for the holiday. And then he said, um, he said, um, she asked me to pay her rent. <laughs> so, then, so then when I got to grandmama's house, I said, grandmama, I said, didn't you ask me to pay the rent? She said, yes, I did. I said, but I talked to my daddy and and told him that I was paying the rent. And he told me, you asked him the same thing. She said, well, who told you to talk to him about my business? <laughs> I love it. See, see, and what I'm saying is, my, as eight, 89 years young, she's still sharp as a tack. So y'all got to stop thinking that because they 70, that that means that they see now. That's not true. Right, right. They're able to do more than you think. So, so don't cater and, and start to believe that because they're older, they're they're inferior. That's not true. They're they're like able that. to shift just like the rest of us. That's real good. So let's shift for a minute because we want to set somebody on fire. Where is faith fitting in my life right now in this culture with everything that that we're seeing around? Where does faith fit? Where is the place of faith? Where is the place of faith? Like I almost get the impression the way the world is now, uh, we've presented a self-sufficient type of thing and faith ain't really needed you know god ain't needed the church ain't needed of course my life has been the exact opposite but what do we say to somebody that you know i'm all right well well the truth of the matter is uh matthew 24 Mm -hmm. everything i believe everything i teach stems from that chapter of the bible okay in this hour because Matthew 24 really speaks to the end of times. It describes the fabric of the world mm-hmm. when when the end times will come. Jesus, I, I think a lot of us, we watch so much TV that that we 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 assume that when the world ended, it would look like it did in the movies. Right, right, right. Um, I think I think we thought that when the world ended. Maybe the sky would turn red. Maybe we disappear into the ground. I don't think many of us really believe we would like actually live through one world ending and and wait for another world to begin. Oh, my. And where we really are now is we're in between worlds. And see what I love about the Bible. See, this is the thing about the Bible. You really don't have to preach it. You just got to figure out what God's preaching at the time. And the Bible preaches itself. Come on now. Because if you read Matthew, the 24th chapter right now, you'll begin. You'll be able to read line by line of what Jesus taught in Matthew 24. And he describes to you the fabric of faith that would be present when the world ends. He says, at the end of times, men shall be lovers of themselves. My, my, my. The hearts, it says the hearts of men, right? They're going to grow cold. See, now we live in a world where people will kill you over a 20. Lord have mercy. The Bible says men shall be lovers of themselves. Okay, they're, 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 they're so selfish. And this culture wires us to, be because it's, again, the The scripture says lawlessness shall abound. So the new order is that it ain't no order. Mm. (laughs) See, we've raised a generation of people that want to be an authority, but don't want to be accountable. Lord, right. So, so lawlessness shall abound. So now it is the lack of accountability, the lack of order, the lack of honor. See, see, we live. Okay. 
honor is gone, which is why you've never seen what you've seen happen at Capitol Hill any other day in your life. No honor. You've never seen, but see, people thought, oh, well, they don't, they, they dishonor pastors. No, sure. they dishonor leaders. There's no honor, no there's, respect. There's no, and so again, we have to assess, okay, how, what does this have to do with, with, with igniting our faith? In order to ignite my faith, I have to face the situation. I have a proper assessment mm-hmm. of what's happening, and then it relieves some of this pressure. It ain't just me. No, no, no. They don't hate the pastor. They hate leadership. Jesus. Okay. We we. You see what happened in Haiti? Yeah. You see. You see what happened in Haiti, man? Where 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 they just assassinate the Haitian president? I, I mean, and now we're watching. You you've never seen a day where people will walk up to the police and sh- and shoot at the police. Because my, my, my. because lawlessness, there, there's no order. And so that same lack of accountability has crept into the church. So so now what does that do? Matthew 13. Jesus says, you let the wheat and the tear go together. Go together. You know what's been difficult about this season? This season has taught you that in the last 20 months, who you've depended on has changed. Yes. Yeah. In this last 20 months, you haven't received your, your help from the front row. It came from the back row. Lord have mercy. See, Jesus said the weed <laughs> and the tear going to grow together, but the deception is they're going to look the same. Mm, mm, mm. But it ain't your job to monitor the real from the fake. You let the wheat and the tear blend in. And so here's what I believe, that what has happened before COVID all those, how long you been pastoring, Pastor? 22 years. 22 years you've been preaching to wheat mm-hmm. and tear. And what did the Bible tell you what happened? The Bible says it's not your job to vet, figure out who's real and who's fake. It's your job to plant the seed. My, my, my. The pastor's job has never changed. The pastor's always had one job. Now, now they put three or four jobs on you. That's it. <laughs> but you only had one. You had one job. You had but one job. And guess what the job was? To plant the seed. Now, now, this is what the scripture says. When you planted the seed, mm-hmm. so, so, some of them, it, it fell on thorns. That's it. You know, stony some ground. of them fell on the stony ground. So watch this. We got the same seed, but we have three different responses. And what he says is the weed and the tear is going to grow together. And then it says, after a while, a harvest is going to come. Mm, mm, mm. And what the harvest is going to do is the harvest is going to separate the wheat from the tear. What's crazy is you don't focus that much on what God is separating because you're too preoccupied managing the harvest. Lord have mercy. <laughs> That's why like we, That's we, we've hit this season where now we realize that there were some people that were in our churches that were never in God. My Lord. And, and so now, now, you can't act saved. You got to be saved. <laughs> you can't act. Now you can't blame church hurt. Mm. Now your life is a reflection of your faith. My Lord. Now he, he said, <laughs> right. So now he said the wheat and the tear, they're going to grow together. And when the harvest comes, harvest is going to show you your real from your faith. And in the last 20 months, you've seen a separation happen. In the earth where you've seen the faith level 
of people yes. really be exposed. You 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 see people now who who never never lived for Jesus because they they never believed that it was necessary. And it's it's in the last twenty months that God has told us the truth of what was really sitting in the pew. That's good. That's yeah, good. That's you didn't, you didn't stir me up when you said harvest. You had my attention. So it's my job to plant the seed. Hey, hey, pastor. If you planted the seed, you did your job. My, 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 my. And you want to know what's crazy? There are people who are living in this moment mm -hmm. better than they've ever lived before because how they've managed the seeds you planted. Wow. You just said something. And you also said, I should be so busy trying to manage the harvest that I don't even have the time or wherewithal Man, to be trying to figure listen, out who to weed, who to tear, who fake. Do you know that who they, real? they told us this was a pandemic? Uh-huh. This was a famine. <laughs> this was a plague. How you get that, church? In this pandemic? Wait, in wait, this plague? Wait a minute. <laughs> What do you mean? You got the church been empty for two empty, years. Empty. And you're telling me that in the middle of a plague. Well, last time I read the word plague, it was an exodus. Mm -hmm. See, time, there's nothing new that happens in time. That's time right. just reinvents right. itself. God, Bishop Jakes always says God's not a respecter of persons. He's a respecter of principles. Right? Right. Okay. Okay. So, so exodus was the last time we saw a plague look like this. But God told Moses, I'm getting ready to free my people. But they got to stay in the house. My Lord. Yes. Tell them put the blood over their posts. Stay in the house. And, and I'm going to pass by. But what was crazy was when you read Exodus, mm -hmm. he says, I've decided I'm going to set my people free. Well, how am I going to set my people free? He says, I'm going to stretch out my hand across Egypt. Mm -hmm. now, now, I want you to read it when you get a second. It says, I'm going to stretch my hand across Egypt. So Egypt, which is an Old Testament type of the world. Yes. Babylonian captivity is what Israel is under. He says, I'm getting ready to I'm getting ready to overturn every system that makes a slave out of my sons. My God. Moses says, So how are you gonna do that? He said, Tell all my people stay in the house. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and while they're in the house, what he said was, I'm getting ready, I'm getting uh I'm getting ready to stretch out my hand across Egypt with my plagues. But then it says, so Israel can see my miracles. That's a trip. Oh, my, my. Wait a minute. I thought it was a plague. No, no, no. It's a plague for Egypt, but it's a miracle for me. My, see, my. what you got to understand is that whenever the world is in a plague, it's because God's releasing a promise. Sheesh. I saw that. That's Raymond. Raymond just get on the line. He just be talking. Don't worry what about it. What he say? That, that's his. I, he get on every Monday. Oh, Don't okay. worry about him. Okay. No, and, and no, he says, do you also mean the pulpit? Yeah, it was in the pulpit. I think I think exposure happened in both places. But but the truth of the matter is, and I think, yeah, but I think the truth of the matter is that as we look at things uh, uh, for what they are, I've seen God do more in this season while I was doing less. Listen, I have never experienced a move of God like what we are experiencing right now. Yeah. And, 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 and what we have to understand as believers is that, okay, this is not our world. That's not our news, right? right. So my faith says that their plague is my miracle. 
Mm. What's a plague for Egypt is a miracle for Israel. That's how you're able Boy, you to walk something. in your greatest blessing at the time when the world is in devastation. He's making the wealth of the wicked True. be laid up for the just. See, God's about to make systems pay the sons back. Mm, mm, and the mm. systems he's overturning are not just the systems of the world. He's overturned some systems in the church my, my, my that have enslaved his sons. And I think it's a beautiful time. Okay, you got to restate this one. I got I to put this one in my notes. You said Egypt's famine was Israel's what? Miracle. He said, Miracle. He said, my God. We read it. He says, I'm going to stretch out my hand a- across Egypt that they may see my plagues. Mm, mm, mm. I'm gonna send plagues. Whose plagues? He said. He said. I'm gonna send plagues. <laughs> My, I'm sending them through to Egypt. And then what he said was, "What is a plague to Egypt mm. will be a miracle for you." My God. <laughs> and we're living this thing right now. Yeah, yeah. We're living we're this doing. thing right now. Well, everyone, thank you so much. This has been an awesome time. This is the worst part of the podcast is it has to come to an end. Wow. And I, I know that 30 minutes just goes by so fast. I hope this makes someone uh, get excited about their faith and uh, their gifts being stirred up. And more importantly, I want them to get excited and say, I'm tuning in next week because I'm telling you, this thing is getting hot. Yeah. You hear me? Ignite my faith with Pastor Mark Holloway. I am your host. I just hope we've encouraged somebody. Uh, let's give my uh, my guest, my very special guest, a cyber applause. That wow. is the Pastor Wilton Smith man, from Detroit, come, man. Michigan. Man, this was awesome. We're going to do it again. I enjoyed it. We're going to definitely do it again. I hope somebody has been moved uh, after... Um, Uh, taking part in this podcast support this ministry so we can keep it going make it bigger and better you can give via cash app that's dollar sign pastor mark holloway dollar sign pastor mark holloway and until next time god bless your heart and all your parts i am your host pastor mark holloway and this has been ignite Ignite my my faith. faith that's it right there that's it